So your loan is fully approved. Closing day is Friday. WTF. What did I just do? What did I just do? You just became a homeowner. You just helped yourself become and your family become more wealthy because of this decision to purchase your own home versus rent. But I still, I'm still thinking, like, what the hell did I just do? You are thinking that. Yes. What? And they are listening to the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and you. Top shit giver, JC. Top shit giver, John Coleman. So, ladies and gentlemen, today, Coleman and I are going to dive deep. Now, not too deep because we want to keep this in 25 minutes or less. We want to be um, cognizant about your drive time. But. What do you do when the home is found, the inspection is done, the appraisal came in, the home appraised at or above value, your lender called you and said, woohoo, we're clear to close. That means your loan is fully approved. By the way, you still can't quit your job. You still can't go out and buy a car. You still need to keep everything status quo until you actually sign on the dotted line, but you're closing in two or three days. You're closing tomorrow. What now? Like, what, what do you do? What do you think? What should you be preparing for? So John and I are going to wrap back and forth, and we're just going to talk about things that you should be doing. And I'm going to kick us off, and then John's going to ask questions uh, when and where he feels it, it's applicable. But first and foremost, let's just kind of go back. Loan's fully approved. Okay, here's what you should be doing. A, figuring out what are your bank's wiring policies because you are going to have to wire your funds to the title company. They don't accept cash. They don't accept a personal check. They want a wire. And most of us don't request bank wires on a consistent basis. I remember when I bought my house nine years ago, and by the way, I'm in the mortgage business. I've been doing this for 15 plus years. I drove around freaking central Florida because only two branches of the credit union that my wife and I bank with, which by the way, we love them. We've been banking with them for like 25, 30 years. We don't want to change, but what I didn't know was their policy on wiring. So I drove around town. I got frustrated. I started MFing people that I probably shouldn't have MF'd and I didn't do it to their face, but probably under my breath. Um, all because I didn't take the time to make a couple phone calls to figure out what their wiring, um, policies are. So figure out your bank's wiring policies, do that a couple days in advance. Um, you should also get with your real estate agent. You all are going to want to do a walkthrough. You're going to want to make sure that the seller has not destroyed the home that you are purchasing. It still looks as good as if not better than it did when you first saw it. You are going to want to do things like um, contact the utility company. Contact the utility company because they may have a process that you need to go through, which by the way, their process may be a credit check. And if you allow them to check your credit, they won't make you give them a deposit. It is okay to have your credit checked for your utilities to be turned on. That is okay. It is not okay to have your credit checked because you want to go buy a car. Okay. So that's just a, you know, food for thought. 
So we talked about utilities, we talked about figuring out your, your bank wire. Um, make sure that everything is in line with how you plan on moving into the, into the home. Have you scheduled the movers yet? Do the movers know what time? And by the way, just a word of caution. In life in general, stuff happens, right? There's a t-shirt that, w- that was really popular in the 80s. And I'm pretty sure Forrest Gump helped inspired the creator of that t-shirt. At least that's how it's portrayed in the movie Forrest Gump. That look, shit happens. If you are trying to move out of your home or your apartment at 10 a.m., load up the U-Haul and move into your home at 4 p.m. that day, look, not advisable. Like avoid at all cost. Avoid at all cost because too many things out of your control can happen. Whether it's a COVID-19 pandemic, whether it's a hurricane, whether it's the IRS shutting down that for something's needed from the IRS, whether it's the Federal Reserve having a glitch in their system and your wire doesn't go through, um, whether it's something happens at your bank and you can't get your wire quick enough. I mean, so many things can go sideways that you don't control that if you're trying to, to, to coordinate a move out, move in at a rapid pace, and I'm not saying this can't happen, I'm just saying you're opening yourself up for a world of hurt. In a perfect world, you would move out of your home one day, allow yourself 24 to 36 hours before you have to move into the new home. Right? This also allows you to make sure the utilities are turned on. Because what if, I don't know, you can't get through to anyone at the, at the water department? And what if you don't want to move into a house that doesn't have running water? Mm. Correct. So there's certain things that, okay... If you're a day or two or three before closing, you should be working on, and that is getting your utilities lined up, planning your walkthrough, reaching out to your bank regarding the wire. Word of advice, do not try to squeeze in moving out of one place into into the next. Look, if your apartment lease ends and you have to be out on the 30th and your closing date for your home purchase is the 30th, do anything you can to move your closing date to the 28th. Give yourself those two extra days. So that is a, that's just a must do. All right. Now here are just some generic tips and tricks on top of that. Those are the really important things. Those are the things that between you and your realtor, you should be sitting down and planning out and have on a calendar. You're using an Excel spreadsheet, whatever you use to keep, keep yourself organized. For me, it's chicken scratch on either the back of my hand, the back of a business card, or a post-it note. Other people are a little more savvy than I am, and they use things like Excel spreadsheets. So these are some, some uh, DO-isms, some, uh, some tips and tricks from either my personal experiences or those of, of you know, our 1,000-plus our clients throughout the years. Whatever you do, do not think you can have your furniture that you just purchased delivered the same exact day that you close on your home. But why do you? They guarantee delivery by 3 p.m. Well, no, some do. And if they do, great. No, I'm saying this is from personal experience. You go to a store like American Signature or Haverty's or Lazy Boy. um, A lot of that stuff isn't just sitting in a warehouse in the back of the store. They actually build it after you purchase it. It may take four, six, or eight weeks to be delivered. Mm -hmm. 
So true story, my wife and I planned out our home purchase. And we planned out that, okay, we have X amount of cash that we can put towards a transaction. We decided to put only half of that down so that we could use the other half to purchase furniture. If you notice, I wasn't financing furniture. I did not want to screw up my loan, but I chose to put less down so that I would have cash to go purchase furniture. And why were we purchasing furniture? Because we were going from our first house that was furnished with our college beds and 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 um, nightstands and everything else that we'd picked up along the way, hand-me-down stuff. And, you know, we were going to go to Rooms to Go and we were going to go to Lazy Boy and Haverty and we were going to buy furniture. Well, like most people, we go under contract for 30 days even 45 days. Once we're under contract and we're out of the inspection period, meaning the home has inspected, we're happy with the results, we're moving forward. We're like, all right, well, we need to go furnish this beast. I'm all excited. Like I'm dreaming about this new home that we're buying. This home has a pool. It has like a, a extra bedroom and an extra garage bay from our old house. And you know, this is going to be legit, badass, awesome. How disappointed was I <laughs> When I basically realized that I was going to live in a furniture-less home for like 30 days after I closed because I didn't understand Haverty's just doesn't have that bedroom set sitting in the back. That echo travels a long way in the house when there's no furniture. It, it does, but uh, my disappointment probably echoed even further, and I could have prevented this type of disappointment had I listened to a podcast like this wow. where someone just said, hey, bro, heads up, by the way. I, you need to lower your expectations because um, I just had a major bubble burst. So that's just, hey, rule of thumb, just know. Now, there are some stores, like at Rooms to Go, they're a little bit quicker. Their, their business model is one in which the furniture is more economical and they tend to have it more in stock than a Lazy Boy or maybe a um, Haverty's type store. So that, that right there is food for thought. Uh, here's something else, food for thought. When you buy your house... Bet on an extra thousand dollars in Home Depot. Extra thousand. Extra thousand dollars. Yes. So this wasn't this wasn't uh, shared with me when I bought my first house. I bought a house, and um, I didn't have a garbage can, and I didn't have a hose. Oversight. Yes. And oh, by the way, I probably want to change the locks out. Oh yeah, I would never. Oh shit. Yeah. I would never. Yeah. Yeah. So so I probably want to change out the locks. Mm. And, um, oh, yeah, so they took all the drapery. So now I have windows with sun just screaming in. Trap house. Yeah, it's hot as all get out, right? I didn't factor oh, any yeah. of this in. And look, we, we weren't in a position to go out and buy the blinds or the draperies that we wanted. Mm -hmm. And look, some home purchases convey that, meaning the seller leaves it. My home purchase, it didn't. And quite honestly, I didn't know the difference between convey and not convey. That word was way too big for me. Yeah. Still is a little yeah. bit. And so I ended up going to Home Depot in a garbage can, 60 bucks. It adds up. Uh, the, the hose I wanted was 40 bucks. The lock sets, like this this house had had a, a, a garage, like a side door on the garage. That plus had the front door. There's two new lock sets. Yeah. And then I'm buying, you know, I don't know if you know these, they're like accordion-like paper. Yeah, that yeah. You, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I'm buying, you know, 12 or 16 of those. And oh, by the way, I didn't own a ladder. So how was I going to hang some of the, the, higher, the, the, the higher windows in, in the house we bought? Because it was like the house looked, looked like a townhome in terms of it was um, pretty much up and down. You had two bedrooms and one bathroom upstairs, but that was it. 
like really steep stairs yeah, to get yeah, there. Yeah. And then downstairs was the master uh, bedroom and like a half bath. So there was one, two, three windows that were about 10 feet in the air. And sunlight screamed through those. So I had to buy a ladder. Next thing you know, I was like walking out of Home Depot with 450 bucks. <laughs> and that was before I had to go and like, you know, do things like put a gate on the fence. Damn. Yeah. All these little yeah. I bought the house because it had a fenced in backyard and we had a big dog. I never noticed it didn't have a gate. Now, how much, how much of this stuff, like, uh, from the little trips to Home Depot to, like, having a host, can you, like, ask for that as a buyer? Like, hey, I'm about to – can you just, like, you know, include some of the stuff? Like, how does that work? No, it doesn't work that way, but here's what you can do. Uh, and you typically do this um, when you're negotiating up front because you know you're working with a certain budget, right? So you know that, hey, I have X amount of dollars for down payment, X amount of dollars to go for closing costs, and you want to have money left over. A, you want reserve assets, right? Like we talk a lot on this podcast about six months reserves. At a minimum, you want to have like the bare minimum, two months of your mortgage payment left over after closing. So now if you're listening saying, wait a minute, you're telling me I eventually need six months reserves. I need at a minimum, bare minimum, two months of my mortgage payment and bet on an extra grand at Home Depot or Lowe's. Yeah. So what you might want to do is see if you can negotiate with the seller to pay some of your closing costs so that now you've lowered your cash outlay. So now you have more money to go to A, reserves, and B, to go towards um, that Home Depot bill. Or something else you could do based on your home inspection. You may, your inspector, look, you hire an inspector to go out and nitpick the house. Their job is to tell you everything that is either wrong or could be wrong with the home. And look, no home is perfect. So any inspector is going to find something wrong with it. But as long as it's not a safety issue and it's not a value issue, you may or may not need it repaired, but maybe you use the inspection as a way to negotiate with the seller to kick in, hey, look, I know eventually I'm going to need to put one or $2,000 of repairs. And the seller doesn't want to do repairs, I promise you. So maybe you, you negotiate with the seller, I'll accept the home as is, I will waive my inspection period, meaning I no longer have the right to inspect, if you contribute one thousand or fifteen hundred or two grand towards my closing cost. Now you A have money to run to Home Depot and Lowe's and you have money to put towards those repairs that you know eventually you'll need to make. Um, but when again you just bought your house, right, and you know closing dates a couple of days away and, and the what next, these are things that you need to prepare for. Like, okay. You're not going to get your furniture delivered right away. Okay, Bright House or Spectrum or DirecTV might not be able to get out to your house right away. They might be on a five or seven day delay. Maybe you want to call them a few days early so you can time everything out more methodically. Your furniture isn't going to be able to, to be delivered right away. But time that because there's certain pieces of your furniture or certain aspects of your move that... When I moved, my anticipation was to have AMVETs come pick up my old bedroom set. That bedroom set was my wife's bedroom set when she was uh, a senior in high school. It was time for it to be donated to, 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 to the more needy. Had I not known that Haverty's couldn't do next day delivery, that it was going to take six weeks for my bedroom furniture to come in, Dude, I would have been living on an air mattress if I had AMVETs come pick it up, right? So there are certain things that you just need to time out. There's certain things that you need to to anticipate and bank on. That $1,000 to Home Depot or Lowe's is something that you need to be banked on. Lawn equipment. 
If you're going from an apartment yeah, or a condo or living with mom and dad or living with relatives to your to your own home, if you don't own lawn equipment, you're going to need lawn service. And by the way, if maybe you're following our advice and you're not trying to slam a back-to-back move and you're like, you know what? I have a 30 days left in my lease. I'm going to close on my house and I'm going to spend 30 days moving into it, which by the way is my preference. Yes. My preference is, is to do that because when you're moving and anyone who's moved knows this, the 80% of the big stuff, I mean, that's easy to get moved. You're talking about six, eight hours, you bang it out and it's done. But I'll be that 20%, dude, your, your, um, drawer, your junk drawer, the, 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 the junk drawer, that, that closet underneath the stairwell, um, your pantry, your yep. attic, yep. your freaking garage, like just things that are loose that don't fit nicely in the boxes. Yeah. That takes you forever. Yep. And by the way, it's way easier to repaint a bedroom when it's empty mm. than once you've already moved into it. It's way easier to clean your house. Cleaning your house is something that, that you, you should also have figured out a couple days before you close. Yeah. Okay, so a really awesome seller, like just a salt-of-the-earth person, they're going to have the home profession cleaned. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, though, you did not negotiate with the seller to have the home profession cleaned. It's just one of those things, are you a dick or not? Mm. Right? If you're, <laughs> a, I mean, that, for me, that, yeah. that's a personal preference. I'm not judging. Yeah. I'm just saying when, when we sell our home, it'll be professionally cleaned for the buyer. Yeah. Common courtesy. But don't expect it to happen. Do you want to clean into a dirty house? Or do you want to move into a dirty house? Or do you want to move into a clean house? A deep clean house, right? Like like Clorox bleach. Not the type you drink, the kind you use, the, the kind you use for cleaning. So that's something that do you want to do it yourself or do you want to schedule and hire someone to do it? Do you have the funds? Have you earmarked the funds? These are all things that goes beyond does the home inspect, does the home appraise, is my loan approved? And, and when's closing day? These are all things that you as a home buyer should be considering. You should be putting together your own game plan so that you have a, a start, middle, and a finish so that you're properly budgeted. You ultimately, you, you know this from previous podcasts, but in the future, your home is going to break. So in the future, you still need to have money set aside to go towards fixing your AC, fixing that roof leak having the sliding glass door repaired, right? There are just certain things. Um, true story, buddy of mine just had a hawk fly through his kitchen window. A hawk? A hawk. Night or day? Yeah. Uh, oh, it happened in a, a early morning. Well, Shades Wilkins with a hawk thought he could just fly through. Yeah. Did the yeah. hawk die? No. Okay, good. <laughs> but ready? Here's unexpected cost of being a homeowner. Okay. You may or may not be able to get your homeowner's insurance to fix that window. Probably not. You probably have a deductible that's at least a thousand dollars, and the window fix is not a thousand dollars, but it's a few hundred dollars. Yeah. Um, are you, John Coleman, going to touch that hawk? I am not going to touch the hawk or the window. No. no. Okay, the window. Yeah, I'm not going to touch it either. I'm not handy. We've already we've already established that multiple times. Yeah. The hawk. Okay, so what are you going to do with a hawk, injured hawk, in your house? Oh, it flew through the. Through it. It's oh, in your kitchen. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, I thought like smacked it, cracked it. And, okay. Yeah, no, like, in like, the house. yeah, like, 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 think of like the Roadrunner and Tweety yeah. Bird and probably, oh, woo, woo, like, yeah, yeah right, like, okay. like, there's, there's little stars going around the hawk's head. Wow. It's not dead. 
it could be injured. We don't we don't know how injured. I don't know if you're a bird expert. Yeah, no, I, okay, so first I would look at it and then try to I would call the number. Don't you have to like look it up on the the number? There's yeah. like the number yeah, hawk yeah. rescue number. <laughs> you know, animal services yes. or something. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So you're gonna call Ben Cast and Wildlife. There you go. Okay, Ben Cast and Wildlife is a local wildlife removal company here in the Central Florida market. Yep. Shout out to Ben. <laughs> it's a great service, so I don't mind promoting it. Yeah, you're gonna call Ben. Yeah. But the point being of this story, one, it's kind of funny, yeah. but so Ben's not going to leave his house for less than a hundred dollars, right? He's a, he's a professional. He offers a service. He's not, and if the animal's alive and it needs to be taken to a vet and it needs to be, it, that's probably a two, $250 job, mm-hmm. right? And, and it's a window fix. There's $500 for something you couldn't have prevented. Mm-hmm. And, and there's not a landlord to fix it. Right. So this, these are things that, and by the way, this is, this is kind of a, a bit of a rabbit hole and we do like our rabbit holes and we like to go down there. It's just a reminder to all of our home owners and home buyers that you need to have reserve assets. That's that story of the yes. hawk flying.